Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm Kana Gonzalez, and this is Beholding Glory Podcast, where it is my aim to serve you by pointing you to the mysterious and glorious beauties of God that are found in Jesus Christ. Why? So that you may find relief in this dry desert and be refreshed until the Lord returns as promised. guys um yeah i don't know about you but lately i have had my mind uh thinking about the end you know the end of all things and um it's been it's been a routine for me um the last i don't know year where i'm constantly thinking and you know every now and then i'm speaking with my wife about it about the the end and how I long for it. Um, I just find myself being, you know, or growing more weary of the things that go on in this world and my own sin, number one, chiefly my own sin um, and, and, and the effects of the sins of others upon, upon, uh, upon my neighbors, you know, and, um, you know, I, it, it, it brings me, it causes me to recall the, the scripture and, uh, Romans eight, I believe it's in Romans eight, where it speaks of how creation groans. It longs for, it longs for the redemption of the, of the sons of God, the redemption of our bodies, where all things will be made new and in that in that groaning, <clears throat> um, we groan along with it. Those who belong to God, those who are resting in Christ, those who are born again, indwelt by His Holy Spirit, we we have that same groaning within us, and it's because we long for the end of corruption. We long for the end of sin, of fear. Of, of you know of violence and hatred and sickness and death you know we long for an end for it and um, I think it's healthy that we we do think about those things you know the Bible talks about it and it's it's good that we we do talk about those things routinely um, it's not that it's morbid I don't think it's morbid at all but that is our hope our hope lies in uh, the making new of all things, the the escaping of a corrupt world and an entrance into a kingdom where there's neither sorrow nor weeping nor sickness nor death or pain or fear. I long for a world like that, and that world is promised to us, guaranteed to us. Um, you know, you think of John 3.16, shall never perish, he says, but have our eternal life. Um, we see this also in Ephesians 1, where he speaks of uh, that we have all spiritual blessing, all spiritual blessing. Right? By faith, we have all spiritual blessing. Um, we, we have an inheritance imperishable. We are, um, we are co-heirs with Christ. I mean, the, the, these are wonderful promises given to us. And these are things I needed to be reminded of. Um, and, and as I said, chiefly, 
because of my own sin. And um, I, so I began, I began to read First uh, Corinthians, uh, just not for no good reason, just just because I wanted to read it. It's been a long time, and I'm grateful that I did. Um, I'm still in chapter one, within like in just just from reading it in like four days, and you know by God's grace I ran into something that was very hopeful to me, and it says. Um, it's from verses 4 uh, to 9. He says, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This was very major for me. It still is. It still has its effect on me now. That first and foremost, um, the first thing that captured me in this section was that he says that these believers were enriched in Christ in all speech and all knowledge. And going ahead in verse 7, he says, So that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here he is telling the believers that you were enriched in all speech and all knowledge in Christ so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for, for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And here's the, here's what happens. The believers are equipped with gifts, enriched with gifts. Okay? And for what? Notice in verse 7 he says, as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says that he doesn't want you lacking in any gift. God doesn't. As you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 8, who will sustain you to the end. Well, how are we sustained? Right? And then he mentions the end. And as I see it here, the end, as he, as he mentions, is the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. So how are we sustained? Well, it's by these gifts. Now notice again, verse 7, so that you are not lacking in any gift, as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end. Guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the gifts. And who are the gifts given to? The church. Are all gifts given to one man? No. It's given to the church. God has given gifts to the church. For To what end? What's the purpose? Verse 8, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, to be sustained, to be preserved. Um, this is to fulfill the promise that we see in John chapter 6, where Jesus says, you know, all who come to me, I will in no wise cast out, but I will raise you. 
I will raise you up on the last day. He's making he's making a promise. He made a promise in regard to the last day, which is what this portion of text is speaking about. The last day, verse eight, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, guys, that that really blesses me, you know, because the biggest part is because Jesus will sustain me. He says it right there. Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end. He will sustain you to the end. And this is this is where my hope is restored. This is where my hope is restored. Why? Goes back to my sin again. When I sin, I hate it. It grieves me. And our natural impulse is to make amends for it. Make atonement for it. Um, to improve ourselves in order that we can feel like God isn't upset with us, in order that we can feel like we can speak to God, or, 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 or in order for our own consciences to be clean. But brother and sister, um, whoever, you, whoever you are listening, I want to say that Jesus will sustain you. And that is in the midst of sin. That is in the midst of your sinning. Salvation is promised to all who believe, to all who repent, or should I say, to all who are repenting and to all who are believing. Salvation is given to those who are repenting and believing, and it is in the midst of sin. Look at look at 1 John chapter 1. I, I don't have the Bible in front of me. I'm just quoting here, but 1 John chapter 1, John says, you know, little children, you know, I do not want you to sin. But if you do, we have an advocate with the father, the Lord Jesus Christ. He even goes so far as to say a little earlier in that earlier in that chapter, he says that if anyone says that he does not sin, he's a liar. And so the reality is that there is going to be sin in, in your life. That's just a fact. There, sin will, sin will be a part of you, a part of your daily comings and goings, whatever activity, your thoughts, your intentions. It will be infused in all that you do and think and say, all of it. But the comforting thing is that Christ died on the cross, but before He did, He said, "It is finished." What is finished? It is the achievement or the success of a perfect, holy life. A life lived in reverence for God, fear of God, love for God, love for neighbor, love for his law. And he successfully paid the price for your sins. He said it is finished. The work 
that the law demands of you in order to have eternal life has been accomplished. And so now, all that is necessary is for you to come to Christ, broken and weary, confessing your sins, confessing your weakness, and, and saying, Lord Jesus, have mercy on the sinner. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Let your blood be applied to me. Grant me, Lord, your forgiveness, your redemption. Grant me your Holy Spirit. Give me a new heart. Give me eyes to see and a heart that understands. And as you came to him, as you come to him, he says, I will never cast you out. I will never cast you out. No one can remove you from my hand. No one, including you. No one. You cannot remove yourself from the hand of Christ. If, he, if you come to him, he says, I will raise you up on the last day. There is no mistaking about that. And Christ will sustain you. He will make sure you belong to him um, in day one, all the way to the end. And uh, in this section of verse nine, it says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Well, why is that important? God is faithful. Faithful to do what? God is faithful to make right on his promises. To save you perfectly. He will save you perfectly. Salvation is not salvation if you are freed from the hands of the enemy and recaptured again. The salvation that God promises is a once and for all work. As Christ died once and for all. You only need to come. The blood of Christ is applied to all who come. And, and, and there need not to be a second application of that blood. So, um, yeah, that, that's what's been going on in my mind today the, or these last few days. And I want you to be comforted in the fact, as I said again, uh, I want you to be comforted in that Jesus sustains you by his power. It's his power. It's Jesus's power that he sustained you. So dear friends, I hope that I hope that you take take comfort in uh, in that truth. Take comfort in knowing that his intention toward you is to be sustained to the very end and he does the work. So what's your role in this? Be sustained. Let him do the sustaining. Let him do the preserving. You be preserved. Receive and let him do the giving. Trust in Christ. See all your sin laid upon Christ and him paying the price for it. See Christ the living your life, living for you. You're crippled. You can't walk. Christ does the walking. So sit back as a crippled soul 
and see your Lord working for you. Live today knowing that he died for you. This is another episode of Beholding Glory. Until next time.